Today, uh, I just want to handle something, uh, especially given the times that we're in. Uh, I want to focus largely on the gospel we preach. Praise the Lord. Somebody said the gospel I preach. Praise the Lord. Jesus made a very powerful statement. He said, go into the world and preach the gospel unto all creatures. So by the scriptures, you're all preachers. Praise the Lord. A preacher necessarily isn't the man standing before you that stands. Some of you may not be able to do that, but you're all preachers. He said he's sent. That means we are sent into the world. I love, you know, you know the beauty of the word. Listen and watch the tense of that scripture. He said, go ye into the world. That means if you're sent to the world, you're not of the world. You cannot be sent. Are you getting me? To a territory that you come from, you're sent into the world. You're sent into the world of business. You're sent into the world of finance. You're sent into the world of, of education. You're sent into the ministry of our Lord and Savior. You're sent. That means you're clearly not of the world. That's the beauty of scripture and the meditation. That means there's an empowerment that comes by the authority that has sent you. There's an authority already that you are backed up. That's a commandment. It says you enter the world, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Today I want to just spend some time here defining the gospel we preach. Listen to every creature. Anything created has ears. That situation is a creation. That means you can preach to it. Are you getting As the one raising the dead. Praise the Lord. So the psalmist studied something in Psalms 40 verse 8. To give us a bit of a background concerning what I'm about to share today. The psalmist who is representative of the very heart of God. David, the Bible says, a man after God's own heart. I like this guy. He had passion. Everything came from his heart. That's why the Psalms are beautiful to read. You can see the heart of David, which is the very picture of the heart of God. He said, I delight to do thy will. That means I have joy in doing your will. He says, oh my God, yeah, thy law is within my heart. I want you to understand that thy law, your law, your word is within me. Next slide. Verse 9. I have preached righteousness. Now listen, because of the word in me, I have preached righteousness. And in the great congregation, lo, I have not refrained my lips, O Lord, thou knowest. That means what I am preaching, which is righteousness before the great congregation, is a function of the law in my heart. And when it comes out, it comes up as your righteousness. That's the gospel. It's about God's righteousness. He says, in the great congregation, lo, I have not refrained my lips, O Lord, thou knowest. That means this man has confidence before God. Is he telling God, you know it? <laughs> you see, confidence. That's what righteousness does. Because the message you're preaching is the Lord's. That means the Lord has a message. The Lord has a specific gospel. Next slide. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. He says, I have. That means it didn't just stay within me. Now, there's a mystery there of hiding the word. There's a mystery there. That means before anything comes out, it has to be hidden in your heart. He says, for I have hidden thy word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That means walking in righteousness is a function of the word in your spirit. It's not about being careful. That's not the gospel. It sounds wise. It sounds wise. Be careful 
It sounds wise, but it is not the gospel. It sounds intelligent, but it's not the gospel. Be careful, child of God. You know, we have... Be, be, uh, be, be, no, no, no. You hide the word in your spirit. God did not ask you to do what he can't do. God only asked you to do what he has done. He says, I've not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. Already, David's picture of who he's preaching to is of a great congregation. When I'm preaching to you right now, I don't see weakness. I see greatness. Me, I don't preach to weak men. For he calleth the things that are not as though they were. We speak to them that are mature. You are the body of Christ. Even by default, by being born again, you are a great congregation. You are his church. You are the bride of Christ. That's the message. Now, I cannot preach the bride of Christ as sinners. That's a gospel message. Because the essence of the gospel to men that are without it, that may convict them of sin. That means when we're at crusades, we preach the gospel and it will convict men of sin that they may come to the Lord. When we are preaching to the church, we convict them of righteousness. We convict you of how right you are. Hey! So as I preach the word of God, it convicts you of your nature. That's why Paul goes deeper and says, in Romans 1.16, he says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. The gospel is not ashamed. Why? He says, for it is the power of God unto salvation. The Greek word there is soteria. That means deliverance from the molestation of eternal death. Preservation, safety. It's the power unto preservation. It is the power unto safety. It's the power, are you getting me? Unto prosperity. The gospel is that power. That means everything that we have in Christ is by the gospel. That means if you want to see the power of God, you have to preach the gospel. You see, we have a problem. Many people have human ideas. And you see, it's, it's very wrong. That's what Peter calls, Peter says something so powerful. He says, we have not followed cunningly devised fables. That means the word cunning is very symbolic of the serpent. You know, most people's imagination of the devil. They look at the devil like, you know, they see the devil with horns. And that's the picture they showed you in the movie. Horns and uh, darkness. And so you only identify the devil with, actually by scripture, the dexterity of the devil is light. He can appear as an angel of light. He says, and marvel not for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. That means there is some bit, some bit of truth. That's why he's the chief and master of iniquity. The word iniquity is to twist. He's a master at twisting. Because I understand him. He was the morning star. He's a creation of God. The Bible calls him the morning star. Beautiful. And when you read Isaiah, the scripture says he was cast down from heaven to earth. Why? What was the temptation? The Bible said he wanted to be like the most high God. Actually, scripture tells us the devil cannot take the place of God. No, his wisdom is to create a parallel system. 
That means in the parallel system, there's some bit of similarity. So that's where what Peter says, he says, we have not followed. We have not followed cunningly devised fables, stories, genealogies. He says, when we made, listen to what Peter says, oh boy. He says, when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. We saw his splendor. We saw his glory. So we are revealing a power to you. Not cunningly devised fables, stories. So there are too many stories in the body of Christ. Peter is presenting a power and his coming, his second coming. Why? Because there were eyewitnesses. Now, somebody may say, I was not in the day of Peter. Oh boy. Oh boy. Do you know that you're a witness? You're an eyewitness? Do you know that you're an eyewitness? He said, you shall receive power when the spirit is come upon you and you shall be my witness. A witness has evidence. Hey! Because I have the Holy Spirit, I was there at his death. Oh, I was there at his crucifixion. Oh, I was there at his burial. But the Holy Spirit was witnessing all this. I was there at his resurrection. Now that spirit that raised Christ from the dead, Alambracado, is resident in me. That means I'm a witness. When I'm presenting, I'm presenting that which I see. He says, we are one with the spirit. That means the anchor of this gospel is our oneness with him. This is not a human gospel. That's why Paul comes with authority in Romans. He says, hey, I am not ashamed of this thing. It's the power. The word there is dunamis. Miracle working power. Excellence of soul. Dunamis. That means any man gets born again and receives the Holy Ghost and they're born again. They have received power. Your birth is power. Le cabra. The moment you say, Lord, I receive you power. And unto as many as received him, gave he. Gave him power to become. It took power to become a son. You are not a son of a man. Nor of the will of flesh. Nor of blood. But those that are born of God. To be born again is powerful. Your beginning is power. Let me tell you something. I liked one of the definitions of the gospel. In the Greek, Paul... In one of the interpretations of the Greek word, it goes Eungaleon. I'm not Greek. It talks about the gladizing of salvation through Christ, the proclamation of the grace of God. Listen to this. 2C. I want you to focus your eyes on 2C. The gospel is the proclamation. That means it has to be proclaimed of the grace of God manifest and pledged in Christ. So we are preaching that which is manifest and pledged in Christ. That means the pledge is Christ. That's the gospel. The one that made the heavens and the earth. That's the one we preach. Fanero, let me tell you something. We're not trying. Apostle Grace is not trying. By now you know that. We don't need to explain. We know. And you are Fanero. 
the world will understand the world will follow Paul says it's the power you know sometimes when I meditate on such things I, I, I don't want to leave he says it is this thing is the proclamation of the grace of God manifest and pledged in Christ so when you say you're a preacher of the gospel <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. one day we were doing street preaching some years back we were preaching I think it was Kampala Road it was heavy. Every less than a kilometer, everyone was preaching. A woman came and walked up. I think she was down from the lower side of Kampala on two. And she looked. And she said in Luganda, she said something like, Binobie, uh, she said, These are the days, something like that. Binobie, below, something like that. The gospel was Maleka Brosata. That woman didn't see physically. That woman saw something in the spirit and said, These are the days. When I looked at that woman, I clearly saw she was not just looking at people preaching. She got the revelation. Probably she had seen something in the scripture and she saw the manifestation of it thereof. That's what we do. When we are preaching, we are manifesting. When you're a businessman, you're a preacher. Listen, the manifestation is inevitable. You're a preacher to your business. You're a preacher to your marriage. You're a preacher to your children. You're a preacher to your shoe. You're a preacher to your car. It's a creature. You're a preacher to your body. You're not your body. That's a house. He said you can furnish the house. You can fix your body. You are not your body. It's a house. You're a preacher. Get in line. You know, some of you are too human conscious. <laughs> There's a pain. Uh-uh. How? I'm a preacher. I say you pain in the name of Jesus. You're a preacher. You're a preacher to any situation. Your master will preach to storms. He looks at a storm and says, be still. For you, you see a storm and you do this. Instead, the storm is the one preaching to you. Are you getting me? Some of you have allowed situations to speak to you. The fig tree spoke to Jesus and he answered. Some of you things are speaking, yet you are the one called to preach. You have allowed them. Your bank account is talking. Man, tell it, gwe, 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 gwe. Don't play with me. Before you get the idea, first warn it. That's wisdom. The Bible says you are a written piece of known. It has to know you. Hey, you are a written piece of known and read. That means your bank account has to read you and respond. Are you getting me? You're preaching. You are a preacher to anything created. In fact, this morning I was reminded to preach to my road, the one that goes to my house. A few years ago, it was funny. I preached. Then I saw someone collecting money to fix. They fixed the road. Now again, it's, I've noticed there's some boo. Is it because of rain? Now I'm going to preach another someone. My wife knows. I remember that day I preached to someone. I was from somewhere and I found then in a week they fixed it. And I was part of the fixing, of course. Because I'm a partaker. That means when you pray, you also have grace. But some, listen, I, listen, Elad, now I want to, give, you go and preach to your roads. Kampala, we are tired of roads, let me tell you. We are, let's leave the government. The government has their business. They have their shortages and those are their, but we are the body of Christ. 
we are told to give clothes to those that are naked. Let's clothe the roads. Are you getting me? Enter the road and say in the name of Jesus. The Bible says wherever I put a foot, I possess. Hey, you are tamaked in the name of Jesus. You are preaching. Just imagine all of us start preaching to roads. I dare you. Tell the environment. I remember there was a bar in my place in Muyenga there. I used to, one day I drove there, it was a Sunday, 11. I saw women staggering out of it, but I got angry. I began to preach. I began to preach. I preached to that bar. In less than a year, they closed. It's now a very shop, a fashion what? I, I was like, there's a problem. How can a, a man of God pass and people are staggering? I was like, I'm a man, listen. And it's in my area, it's my responsibility. I'm a preacher. Now there are nice shops, what? That means there, I'm responsible. And I heaven knows. And now when I get to heaven, people will thank me on that road. Are you getting me? You saved us. Are you getting me? Now, can I ask you a question? Let me just jog your mind a little bit. Do you think you can preach to the roads in this country and not carry a place in this nation? Do you realize that you have elevated yourself in the realm of the spirit? We are the church, the body, the light of the world. Let's organize our country. Complaining is not for the church. We have no excuse. You have no excuse for your marriage. You have no excuse for where you are. You have no, you're a preacher. He said he sent you. You're the sent one. And you're wasting time. Wait, waiting for Papa. There's a list here. Pastor, who, who, who. Listen, first bring a message. Then if you really want to come, come with your revelation. Then we, we agree. By the way, right now I'm doing counseling class. Now we are counseling. First we counsel through with someone. Because we, we have a message for the world. How will we see everyone? But you know what's happening right now online everywhere. People are, the counseling is happening. You said I have killed the spirit of complaining. The victim mentality. The victim mentality. Some people, they are victims of life. Wow. When you're born of the spirit, and of the word, he says, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to him that believes. Now, the exclusivity is to him. That means God wants to be gracious to you that has believed. It's not, listen, it's personal because he died for you. He loves a personal relationship. It's you. It's you. That's why you're a preacher. Because you tell the world what he did. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God, <laughs> not of man. Listen to the gospel. It's not the power of some human makeup, psychology, experiences of men, conditions, excuses. It is the power of God unto him that believes. First, to the Jew and the Gentile. Why the Jew and the Gentile? The scriptures are very clear. The Jews sought for a sign. That means their men whose approach to the gospel is they want to see a sign. Give me a sign. Even to those that desire a sign, it is the power. To those who desire wisdom, the Greeks are known for wisdom. It is the power. The reconciliation of the gospel to these two men is the power of God. 
Let me tell you something. Pastor Paul in 2 Corinthians 4.3 said, If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that believe not. That means, why? Because the God of this world has blinded their minds. That means unbelief is a spirit. It's not the absence of knowing. It's a spirit of the God of this world blinding the minds of men. The Bible says, lest the glorious gospel. It's called glorious gospel. The glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God. Christ is the very image of God. That one in you is the image of God. So Christ in you is God in you. The Bible says should shine unto them. He calls it the light the scripture don't say a light. The light. The light can only be God. The Bible says for God is light. Light is not an attribute of God. God is light. And I, why I love light? It doesn't matter how long you've been in darkness. If a room has been dark for 20 years. If a room has been dark for 50 years. If a room has been dark for one day. The moment you switch on the light, what happens? Let me tell you, some of us are mad. One day, this revelation hit me so hard. I was in a room, it was like seven. I didn't yet preach. I was going to preach somewhere. I just started switching on the light. Every time darkness would, I would switch on and laugh. Let me tell you. But there, madness was, are you getting me? I was instigating, you know, the things we do in the word. I, every time, I would like play. I even tell the darkness, go. now let's see. But then I laugh. I get, me on my, I get on my bed and laugh. But in there, I was telling cancer. In there, I was telling HIV. In there, I was telling poverty. I was preparing my... It was so funny. There was no resistance. No wonder the Bible says by John and darkness comprehend. It's... I have a feeling darkness says, where am I? And it doesn't know where it is. In the name of Jesus, by the light of the glorious gospel, may certain things disappear in any man's life that there may not be any trace because the word of God says so. The essence of light. The light. That means God himself enters a situation. The light. The light of the world. He says, lest the glorious gospel of Christ. That means I understand why people fight this message. Understand. If I was the devil, I wouldn't want to hear Pastor Zach preaching. I wouldn't. I even know it. He knows. And let me when I'm going to preach, he knows. He's coming. Are you getting me? Because the light of God right now is starting to shine forth. That's why many times when we are speaking here, some of you receive your miracles as you are seated. It's as though it wasn't there. It's as if one day, one day this is what happened. There's a lady who came to me. She heard of a miracle I had done in Tanzania. In fact, she's our member in Tanzania. And she came to me. And because she had heard of what God had done. So I was talking in this fellowship. And she comes and says, man of God, there's a kid with leukemia. I want that kid to be healed based on what I have heard. I said, come. I just touched her hand. I said, go and heal. So when she went, she was contemplating on what... She thought there was something special she had to do. I, light. 
So anyways, after a few days, she goes to the hospital, lays hands on the kid. The kid was tested and there was no leukemia. Now listen. Listen. The doctors started saying, maybe she didn't have leukemia. Yet, they are the ones who diagnosed it in the first place. So I realized darkness was confounded. Even doctors are confused. They have a report, but maybe... <laughs> hey! I see situations doing that because darkness is confounded. It can't comprehend because of the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. Some of you, sometimes you're in a meeting and swelling disappear. If a swelling can disappear, what can happen to your bank account? It's the same power. What can happen to your marriage? Maybe there was something on one of you, are you getting me, that had been blinded and the gospel comes and swa. Some of you, the men here, your, your husbands are here, but they are blind. Wah! They are going to see you. Are you getting me? Blinded. Lest. Ay, 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 ay. Lest. Lest. I love the word. Lest. Hey. Lest you get married. Lest. Are you getting me? Lest you become the wealthiest. Lest. Hey. Light. Light be. Light be. Listen, the intellect of God, he gets into a situation that is formless, that is void of shape and form. And the Bible says the spirit. That's how it begins. The spirit. You see the beginning place. Not your circumstances. The spirit. The spirit in you. The breath of God. He says he began hovering over the waters. Hey, hovering over the face. I, I love the face of the waters. When you understand that principle, waters are transitory. That means they transition. They are responsible for that age. That means you can change an aeon. You can change an age. And then the Lord said, light be. Because he was the light of the world, he could say light be. You cannot speak forth that which is not in you. You can, listen, you can never walk of that which you're not conscious of. You can never walk in the manifestation of that which is not a reality consciously of you. Because this God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or imagine. That means there's an imagination the Lord has given unto us. You cannot really have faith without an imagination. It has to have a vision. You see, the message of Christ is not human ideas. That's why Paul says, if any man preach any other gospel other than this, let him be a cast. There's one gospel. It's the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, this gospel To the Jew, to the Gentile, the man seeking a sign and the man seeking wisdom, it's the power of God. That means, let me help you understand this. The moment the gospel comes to your mind, a vision of his power, 
I'm trying to help you understand. Whenever we are talking about the gospel, we are talking about power. That's why the Lord has said, He has not given you a spirit of fear, but He begins with power. One of power. He defines why you can't have fear. The miracle working power that raised Christ from the dead, that's resident in you. To fear. That's why I like the language. He says, we have received not. That means God has never, no one, it's you who received fear. Fear is not in your spirit. He says, for God has not given us. That means some people have received a spirit of this world and then they fear. So Paul, to his son Timothy, he defines it and starts with the power. He says, but one of power and of love and of soundness of mind. How can I fear? Now, the wisdom of the gospel is this, and which our man of God has been emphasizing, if you notice these days, he has emphasized it a lot in many of the meetings he's been. We firstly receive the wisdom of God. So when he says you have not received spirit of fear, or been given spirit of fear, but one of power, you first say, I'm the, listen, I have the power. I have. I have received power. I've received of his love. And I've received of soundness of mind. Now, the communication of your faith shall be effectual by the acknowledgement of everything that is in you, that is in Christ. That's the order of the Spirit. That means the order of the Spirit is the first receive what God has done. For the earth was founded by wisdom. That means any man on the earth, the laws require that you start by wisdom. For the earth was founded by wisdom. And the heavens were established by understanding. And then by his knowledge, the depths are broken up. And the clouds drop down the dew. Give me the message version. It says, they knew when to signal rivers. Are you getting me? That means when wisdom and understanding are settled, now the knowledge of when to signal rivers springs to the surface. You see that? There was a wisdom. First, an establishment of understanding and then the knowledge of where the river should pass. You see, when you look at the natural way God has created the earth, you can see the wisdom of God. You can see his understanding. You can see his knowledge. And that's the order of the Spirit. That means the order of the Spirit is to first receive what has been done. Acknowledge it. That's wisdom. Even before you begin to pray, you are a praying machine. For the Bible says the house of God shall be a house of prayer. So Father, I thank you that I'm ordained to be a praying man. You acknowledge it. I am ordained to pray. That's wisdom now then the understanding of it will and then the knowledge. But in the physical realm, men start by knowing. The other way around. Hey, I know so and so. I know, but they don't really know. Are you getting me? That knowledge, that's what they call carnal. It's carnal knowledge. The reverse of what God has established. That means by this gospel, we are really manifesting what God has done in us. Understand this reality. However simple, so powerful. The Bible says through faith, through faith, the worlds were framed. 
That means without the establishment of faith, you can never frame your age, your world, your eon. Like you see in the Bible, why? Because you're responsible for those days. Put your name. It can be a day, your day. Let me tell you something. We are responsible by faith to create our days. That's why every man actually has a different... We could be in the same physical environment, but with different worlds. The only difference is faith. Different worlds. Now, Paul starts something so strong. So, so, so strong. So powerful. He goes on to say, for therein, therein the gospel. Listen to the language. He says, for therein the gospel is the righteousness of God revealed. That means in the gospel, inside the gospel, in the preaching of the gospel, in the meditation of the gospel, in the hearing of the gospel, in the doing of the gospel, the Bible says, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. That means without the gospel, without the revelation of righteousness, a man cannot really move from faith to faith. Why? Listen, when he talks about righteousness, it doesn't start from lack to abundance. The moment you deal with righteousness, that's a clean slate that has been provided and sponsored by the very nature of God. That means when you became the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you have the nature. You carry the correctness of God in you as a nature. And through the preaching of the gospel, the revelation of righteousness becomes a reality. That means as we preach this message, you start realizing that you have never been sick. As we preach this message, you start realizing that you're not third world. You start realizing that I'm heavenly. You, as, you, as we preach the gospel, you start realizing, by the way, I'm so loaded. What is it? What was wrong with me? Why? Because therein, ah, the revelation of Jesus Christ. For what manner? When he preached the gospel, he said, peace to a storm. And the storm came down. Now there was a revelation of Jesus. Their revelation was what manner? of man is this. He was sleeping, yet he can tell a storm to come down. Sometimes I liken their life of the apostles to have been around the man of God. When I just met Apostle Grace, sometimes you'd move with him in the car and you're his, you know, maybe sometimes you'd have a nap in the car or he looks like there's a part of him that looks human. Maybe he's tired. He was, you know. So you think, oh, what is he going to do in this meeting? My God. He gets out of the car. Says, where's the mic? Ay, 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 ay. He starts preaching. You see the gospel. People start flying. I said, what? The first meetings I moved with him. I went for it. People were flying. Like gravity. Listen, I saw a woman fly. There's a falling of... Oof. Those ones... I literally saw a woman fly. I said, what? I looked at him. I said, what manner? Before I knew it, I became like that. I understood. There was a revelation. 
I saw the revelation of Jesus Christ. I said, listen, we are not men. The revelation, because of this gospel, the revelation of Jesus Christ, the salvation that comes by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Listen, you are, you look like you're seated in that chair, but you're not no more. Hey! You're not no more. And as you continued following, as you continue following, you realize you're also mad. And some of you have figured it out. The madness starts springing forth. A certain confidence starts coming. A certain, you know, anointing, the way situations arrange themselves starts even for your life as you continue following. By the way, by the way, to correct you, to correct you, men of God, Paul made a very powerful statement. He says, be followers of me even as I am of Christ. We follow men to the degree of the God we see. Men who are followed heavily, there is something. There's a God. You can't follow a man. No, no. We don't follow normal men. By the way, me, I don't. Me, you can't waste my time. Listen, no, and we all of you are here because of a certain greatness of power. The gospel. Listen. When you understand righteousness. For the Bible says, we now have the word of faith, which is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. That means the word now is not something I go to heaven to bring down. I don't call fire from heaven. I don't go under. You know some people say we go under. <laughs> I wish they had read Romans 10.8. It says, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee. Now, even in your mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith we preach. That, listen, what we preach is the word of faith. Next slide. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That means... Listen, I have the power to translate men from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son by the preaching of the gospel. I can... Oh! I dimension shift, realms shift by the preaching of the gospel. I preach the gospel and a man gets saved. Eh? He has entrusted us, it to me, the believer. He has entrusted his gospel. No wonder Paul says, we are ambassadors of Christ. Be ye reconciled unto God. Now listen, we are not preaching a human message. We are preaching the Lord's message. And that's why the results you see today follow. And they will continue following forever and ever and ever till Jesus comes back. That's my news for you. This gospel of righteousness, the revelation of righteousness starts from a place of faith because the gospel presents you perfect. Now listen, the gospel never reveals weakness. It reveals perfection. It says, when we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we might present every man 
perfect in Christ Jesus. That means the essence of the gospel is to present you perfect in Christ Jesus. That means the gospel makes you a presentation of Jesus Christ, the perfection of Jesus Christ. Have some of you done presentations? Have some of you done presentations? And you're presenting. Maybe you're working for a telecom company or insurance company or whatever it is. You're making a presentation. The gospel presents you. <laughs> I'm a presentation of Christ. Somebody say, I'm a presentation of his perfection. We warn every man. That guy is perfect. Hey! It's a warning. Warning every man and teaching. It's a warning and teaching. Warn your children. You're perfect. I warn you. It's a warning. May I always tell my children, you are great. It's a warning. Be careful. This greatness is too much. That's how we raise. Hey! Go to school, bright kids. Are you getting me? Present your wife perfect. Husbands. Hey! Present. Your wives are a presentation of your gospel. Hey! Present them perfect. Present them. That's the essence of Eastern marriage. We present our wives perfect. Many women are virtuous, but you, you are. Listen to the presentation. Yes, there are many that are virtuous. Now, this is a presentation of your wife. He says, many are virtuous. Listen to the gospel. There is no weakness. But thou excellest them all. Listen. My wife is in a congregation of virtuous women, but she acts. That's the revelation. <laughs> that's the gospel. Then you're here and you're worried. Will a man marry me? You're listening to something. There's something you are listening to. I, I came to help you today. What gospel woman of God are you listening to? Which one is that? What kind of language? The Bible says when it talks about Rebecca, when the man of God had sent his servant, Eliezer, and Eliezer gets to the well. I love this. The Bible says he was at the well at the time the daughters of men, Elekabro. Listen, the daughters of men, that means there's a virtuousness. They come from somewhere. The daughters of men go to the well. Now, listen, first of all, they are presented as daughters of men. That means even before you are married, you are a daughter. Ah, Lakuska. Oh, nah. You are a daughter of the Most High. When we find that, we don't leave it. We marry value. Now, it doesn't matter in the flesh if someone maybe didn't have a father. No, don't worry. Don't worry. You're born again now. You have your father. And let me tell you something. The spirit of God is amazing. Even if there are mitigations and maybe you didn't, as long as you get born again, by the spirit of God, he'll present men to take care because you, sometimes you need a man. Let me tell you something. If you're born again and your father is not there, we shall walk you down. <laughs> we are the church. We'll walk you down. I've seen Apostle Grace walk down some of his daughters. When is the one going to officiate? He holds your hand and we go. We'll walk you to the aisle. We will present you perfect. Hey! That means there's a value that comes upon your life when you become a daughter. 
of Zion. Listen, the Bible says at that time they go to the well. That means the daughters of men draw from the well of salvation. Now you get him. They have, there's a joy that draws. The Bible says, with joy shall you draw from the wells of salvation. You can't be a daughter of a man and you walk like this. Eh? You haven't learned how to draw from the wells of salvation. There's something the gospel does. It makes you a presentation. Higher. Right now, you are presented perfect in Christ. So when Paul says, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed, it starts from a place of faith. Do you realize that? The gospel we preach because it's thy kingdom come. You see, when Jesus made a prayer, he said, pray, he was talking to his disciples, but notice the dispensation was different. The kingdom of God was not yet come. So he's teaching you the pattern of prayer. So when dispensations change, if a man was to pray, it's thy kingdom has come. He says, know that the kingdom of now is nigh thee when you are able to cast out devils. The moment we can, even the casting out of devils is a presentation of the kingdom of God now manifest on the earth. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed the splendor of his name which you represent. Give us this day our daily bread. Those ones could say, give us this day. That means God has a portion bread to a man every day. Listen, there is a portion. Listen, heaven has a portion for you every day. The portion of yesterday is not enough for today. There's a new fresh manner. Are you getting me? There's a fresh revelation for today. That's why our glory is from glory. Are you getting me? To glory. From faith to faith. Lead us not into temptation. Now listen to that revelation. Why? For thy is the kingdom. That means the only reason why we won't enter into temptation. Why? Because yours is the kingdom. There are other kingdoms. But yours is the kingdom. The power and the glory. That means what bucks you is too much for you not to fall in temptation. There was a revelation behind Joseph not to touch Potiphar's wife. Powerful. Later we discover that there was a revelation Joseph had. He says in this house, he says, none is greater than I. Eh? That boy was a slave boy, but he knew what backed him up. The kingdom. That You see that, you see, there's a certain glory that comes upon your life that you can't stoop lower. That's the gospel. And as some of you, the more we presented the gospel like that, you realize you just walked out of certain things. The gospel is not be careful. The gospel is cast your cares unto him, for he cares. Some of you are too careful. Please allow him to take care of your life. Somebody say amen. amen. He's in charge. He's in charge. He's in charge. Let me tell you something about the word. When you understand the present truth, the present truth reveals what's current according to heaven's times. A lot of things were written in the Bible. They are truths, but some are lesser truths. I think you've heard our father say that. 
they are lesser truths and they are greater truths. And God can be gracious and even do something by a lesser truth in his mercy. But we are not being called only to the will of God. We have been called to the perfect will of God. Not only to that which is good, that which is pleasing, but to that which is perfect. Remember, I told you the gospel presents you perfect. According to Colossians. That means there's a perfection by this gospel. I said earlier, it's not following wise and device fables and genealogies. But it is the power of God and the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Why? Because Peter was an eyewitness of his power. And by the Holy Spirit, we are witnesses of him. That means we carry vision of what God has done. And the scripture helps us to have vision. The word has eyes. For the Bible says, for the scripture foreseeing that God would justify, according to Galatians 3, that means the Bible says, and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith. How does faith come? By the word. And hearing by the word of God. The Bible says he preached to Abraham that in thee shall all nations be blessed. In thee shall all nations be blessed. And in the earlier service, I said something and I gave a picture of what the word of God does. The word of God will grant you vision. When God speaks by his word, it opens your eyes to see. As far as you can see, northward, southward, eastward, westward. The enablement for Abraham to see the whole world was by God appearing to him and speaking forth. Therefore, the words of God were able to allow Abraham to have capacity to be the possessor of heaven and earth. That means the whole world became our father, Abraham. He became the possessor. Remember Melchizedek in Genesis 13, appears, no, Genesis 14, appears to him and calls him the possessor of heaven and earth. Next line. And blessed be the most high God, which has delivered thine enemies into thine hand. That means when a man possesses the whole world, the enemies have been delivered. Now, that means there is nothing that has legal authority and right to function on the earth except Abraham allows it. He's the possessor. That means everything, cancer was delivered. Poverty was delivered. Those are the enemies. Sickness, confusion was delivered. And then Jesus comes in the order as the seed, the true seed. There are not many seeds, but the Bible says the seed which is Abraham. Even Jesus came under the pattern of the possessor of heaven and earth. Because that man by right had possessed the whole world. The gospel had been preached to him. And by the preaching of the gospel, he was able to have capacity to receive the whole world. And then we are the sons of the seed of Abraham. That means now for us, we are a product of Abraham's vision. I wish somebody understood that. I am a seed of Abraham by Christ. That means I am a product. Even when, I'm, when a product is delivered, it is there. I am delivered a product of Abraham.
when you understand this principle you have begun working even when you are sleeping let me tell you it's like you are blessed even before you start to do anything you are favored even when you start seeing favor you are everything that god has ordained your default setting is faith by default you see the error men make is that they become transgressors do you know what transgression is is to break those things which were Give me. He says for if I build again the things which I destroyed I make myself a transgressor. So God destroyed poverty. You're like when I God I want to leave poverty. Do you realize you've become a transgressor? That means you have refused the redemptive work that came by Christ. That's transgression. Do you see what a transgressor is? You start praying from reverse negative. God take me out of this poverty. Even God is confused. The angels don't know what to They're like, well, this is a rich man. Let me tell you, it's harder to start from the negative. It's only by his mercy. That's transgression. Me, I'm a sick person. Yes, that's a sign. It's not true about you. He says, for if I build again the things I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. So, we have to understand the transitions in the dispensations how do i know there was a young man called eutychus and paul is preaching the gospel and he i just imagine paul is preaching like how i'm preaching right now and a young man decides to sleep so sometimes this thing can freeze your body it's okay sometimes the power is too much it can but your spirit is activated. So this man was on the third floor. The Bible says after Paul had been preaching for a long time. This man Paul is preaching the message. And as he's preaching the message of Jesus Christ, a man falls from the third floor to the bottom. And I can imagine panic of some believers. Some not you. You are not there. There are some And Paul goes down. The Bible says he embraced him. He lay on him and said, "Trouble not yourself, for this man's life is in him." Listen to Paul. A man has slept by scripture, but he's under the gospel. And Paul lies on him and says, "This man's life is in him." Notice what happened. He walked away and went up. Next line, give me. He says, "And when they are forgiving him the message version, message version Then Paul got up, that means he lay on the guy, stretched himself, he told the guys all of them, eh? don't worry, chill, relax, eh? trouble not yourself. This guy's life is in him. Then he finished. Then he got up, served the master's supper, <laughs> went on telling stories of the faith. Listen, of the faith until dawn. On that note, they left Paul going one way, next line. The congregation another, another one, leading the boy off a life and full of life themselves i imagine what they were saying i can imagine guys there they are like can you imagine the guy fell from fourth floor and paul the apostle oh my god we were scared then he said trouble not yourself this man's life is in him i want to tell somebody listen the life of god is resident in you that's how raising the dead was in paul's days Notice there's a dispensation with Jesus's day. Paul becomes a progression because he's building foundation for us today. 
When Jesus meets that woman, Talitha Kumi, the word there means that he that's wrapped in the word, wrapped in the word, in the presence of the word, I am the word, come forth. In Paul's day, the life was already in the man. So when Paul now says, for therefore, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. It means I start rich, I continue richer. I start from glory, I continue in glory. I start anointed, I continue in the anointing. That's what happens when the revelation of righteousness is embedded in the spirit of a man. Let me tell you something. Never listen to anything that is contrary to what God says about you. What is easier? To start from the negative or what the devil did or to start from what God did? Help me understand. Help me understand. Help me understand. To start from the perfect picture of what he has done or to start from your village. You see me, I'm from, I'm from Zion. The city. The city. The city of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels. That means I'm surrounded by the angelic to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn which are written in heaven and to God the judge of all the spirits of just made made perfect that's how I go to bed hey that's how you go to bed that's how you sleep that's how you sleep that's how you wake up that's how you begin to pray you pray from Zion rekande seprada sota Oh, Father, I thank you that I have too much. Oh, I thank you for what you're doing today. You start from there. You start from there. That's the present truth. And Peter says, I will not be negligent not to bring you to remembrance of these things. Start from the place of strength to strength. Start from the picture of glory to glory. When Paul was preaching the same message, he saw a man and the Bible says and he perceived that this man had faith as he was preaching like some of you right now some of you want to carry your chairs I perceive that somebody has faith the Bible says and the same had Paul speak who steadfastly beholding him perceiving that he had faith to be healed. Next slide. Saith with a loud voice now Paul saying, stand up right on thy feet. And the Bible says, listen, before even I go back, go to the verse 8. And there was a certain man at Lystra, important at his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb who never walked. The Spirit of God is trying to reveal a reality in many people's life. You have never. Let me tell you, in the kingdom, you may never have done something. You may start at the, your beginning at the top. Some of you have delayed, but I want to tell you something. That for you, your beginning, are you getting me? Will be the end of certain men. So, in verse 10, when Paul sees that this man is fastened on him, 
he said with a loud voice, stand up right on thy feet. Listen to a man who had never walked from his mother's womb. Now help me understand what this is. Usually even the natural order of babies. Okay, there are some kids who are crazy, eh? like my daughter, I remember. She, she walks, she just ran. There are some who are faster than others. Some walk, you know. Eh? Now, because redemption of time and the message of faith, the gospel, the power of God, and to him that believes, to the Jew first and to the Greek. And the Bible says, for therein is the righteousness. A certain righteousness was revealed to this man at Lystra. And instead of taking baby steps, listen how the guy, a guy who had never walked since he was born, he, this was his first leap, then he walked. Your first time having money, you may be a billionaire. This is the gospel. So you might have delayed to marry before you start with the president. Are you getting me? Some of you, let me tell you something. This gospel presents perfection. This is the gospel. Some of you, listen, some of you have problems with it. I have a word of knowledge. There are some late people here with problems with their children. Now, I speak as a man of God. Based on the authority of this message, this gospel presents your child perfect. Some of you, you may not be as skilled, as intelligent, as connected. But I have good news for you today. Based on the proclamation of the gospel, that a perfection, a speed of the Holy Spirit like never before, mantles, mantles your life, mantles your life, mantles your life. Some of you have had delay. Listen, that delay has been God's working, waiting to, for you to receive this word. Let me tell you something. This message, this message, firstly, like I said earlier, gives us vision and that's our true inheritance. For the Bible says, and I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. The building of the word, once the word of God builds you up, amplified version says, firstly, it consecrates you, it puts you in your own class. It separates you. There's a separation and a consecration that comes by the word. That means it does not care your infirmity. It does not care your background. It separates you, praise the Lord. And as it separates, it purifies. If the word of God is a purifier. And as it purifies, it transforms the soul that you become another man. That's the essence of the gospel. Paul's message was foundational. That means it was giving the emphasis of the work we are doing today. It's the foundational fulcrum of the message the church of Jesus Christ preaches today. Jesus gives a parable in Matthew 7. He says there are two men that built a house. He says for the the wise man is likened unto a man who heareth the word and doeth it. The Greek word for doing the word is poewo, to be poetic. To receive that word and produce by that word. To furnish by that word. To participate in what God is doing. The Bible says he built a house upon a rock and the rains came down. The winds blew it. They beat upon the house and it fell not. For it was founded upon a rock. Who is the rock? Jesus Christ. 
The other man also built a house. The Bible says that means he built. That means the houses could look the same. But the scriptures tell us he was foolish. And when the rain descended and the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell. And the Bible says great was the fall of it. Why? Because of the foundation. Paul says take heed how you build. Sometimes as we are presenting the gospel, God is doing his purifying work, his consecration of your foundations. That's why, listen, I declare by the word of God, by the message of Jesus Christ that we preach the proclamation of the grace of God manifest, pledged in Christ, that no man, no man in this dispensation shall ever fail to end well. The power of God backs up everything that is preached. The power, let me tell you, power is the true mark of the message we are preaching. We are not playing around. This is beyond us. It's God. Obedience is better than sacrifice. To obey this message is the price. It's the price. I feel like never before that God is continuing to do something so great in our dispensation. I feel a speed like never before, a speed by the revelation of Jesus Christ. The revelation is speed. I feel the quickening of the spirit. Listen, I feel certain things are leaving men. In our day, as with the gospel is continued, certain results are unexplainable. For we are like, the Bible is clear. He said, Jesus said, I am the vine and my father is the husbandman, the dresser of the vine. He says that every branch in me that beareth fruit, I take it away, I throw it away. And every branch that produces fruit, I purge and prune. There's a pruning of the Holy Spirit. There's a pruning of the word. God is casting vision upon our spirits, our souls, bigger than we are. Those visions, visions that don't just excite, but visions that kill certain carnalities, kill certain lusts of the flesh, kill human desires, and start building the fruit that only comes by God. Somebody receive it. Somebody receive it and speak in tongues. Somebody receive it. Somebody receive it. Somebody receive the word of God today. Somebody receive the word of God. The power of God moves this day. If you are sick in your body, I declare that you are healed in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare that you are free in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare that you are free in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare certain doors that had refused to open, I speak that they are open in the mighty name of Jesus. Everlasting, everlasting, precious love of God. Oh, what a Savior, 
Oh, what a salvation we have received by grace. We have received I feel a supernatural grace activated. Like I said earlier, a speed by God that, listen, God does what men cannot explain. Because that's the essence of grace. It's God at work. Our man of God on Thursday said, we are a work of God. We are a work. <laughs> the wisdom is to receive that you are a work of God. I feel deliverance is happening. Some of you are going to wake up and your life is totally different. Different. Because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel we preach. The gospel of his glory. The gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of his wisdom. The gospel of his majesty. Praise the Lord. Now right now, if you're here and you've never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I'm going to humbly request you to say these words after me. Say, Father, I thank you that you sent your only son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sin. And you raised him from glory. Therefore, I am saved. I confess that I'm a child of God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.